balancers and welcome back to Monday Muse number five we're up to and welcome to October if you're in Australia happy long weekend and I can't wait to see what you guys think of our lineup for October so this month we are focusing predominantly on the health part of our framework so the guest speakers that I've got on this month are going to blow your mind they are experts in some really really key areas in health Um, I'll just throw some teasers out there. One has a little bit to do with neuroscience and the brain. We've got another one that's DNA based and another one which includes like exercising and menstruation, PCOS, all that kind of vibe. I will be posting a full schedule shortly. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to start today's musings with a little bit of a rough comment. And that is all of your bad relationships have one thing in common and that is you. Now, I don't say this to be mean or hurt your feelings, but it is an attempt to try and channel your thoughts when it comes to your perspective and opinion on negative relationships that you've got in your life. Now, you may not necessarily have these right now. Maybe you've done yourself a nice detox, a nice cleanse, um, but it's definitely something you may have had in the past. Now, I just want to jump in and remind everyone at this point that I am in no way a psychologist or trained when it comes to dealing with mental health um, or coaching people with respect to their relationships. This is purely just some thoughts I've got um, in respect to how to deal with kind of negative relationships, those ones where you feel like it's more of an obligation than a choice and how we can navigate and circumvent thoughts and feelings around that. So if what I'm saying is right, and you are the common denominator amongst all your negative relationship, I think that this means one of two things. The first is that you need to change your mindset. So if it is that the majority of your relationships you view as negative, it could be that you're coming from a negative place or a place that's a little bit skewed, or it's got to do with control issues, which we'll get into um, in just a little bit. Or the second thing is Um, And a lot of you might not want to hear this, but you might just need to get rid of those people. So if you've got a positive mindset and you feel as though you're pretty grounded as a person, you're not trying to control others and they're still negative in your life, then it might be time to pull the plug. But look, I fully understand when it comes to work and family, that's not always the easiest solution. So we'll just chat a little bit about the different scenarios and, and I guess my thoughts around that as well. I want to start off with a little bit of an exercise. Now, it's one we've done in quite a few podcasts, actually. A lot of people always bring this up, your top five, so the top five people in your life. So if you just take a moment, have a think about the top five people in your life that you would run to for advice, that you feel as though influence your day-to-day decisions to some extent, you know, just the people around you that have the most impact. Now, I can already say... It is my partner, my best friend, um, my siblings, definitely. I've got a lot of them, so that probably fills up the five, and my parents would definitely um, make it in there as well. It's probably going a little bit over the five, but just think of your closest people. Um, and, and you know, that it's totally fine for it to be spread across friendships, love life, um, your family, colleagues perhaps. It's, you know, sometimes your colleagues are your greatest influence too. So just have a little think about who that might be for you and feel free to pause this if you need more time to bring those people to light. Now, obviously you've selected these five people for a reason and they've sprung to mind um, more often than not for positive things. So they might light you up, they might fill your cup up, they might give you great advice, they might mentor you through difficult times um, or they might just you know, be great people to 
get your mind off things, give you a really good time, have a laugh with them, whatever it is. And I'm not going to sugarcoat life and say that all relationships are magical because they definitely all have their ups and downs, even the greatest of relationships. And that is certainly a healthy thing. But for the majority of your time spent with that person, it should be bringing you happiness. And I think if within your top five, you could honestly say that some of those people more often than not bring you negativity, unhappiness, you know, all that, all those sorts of feelings. And I think that's a little red flag to yourself and something you definitely need to think about a little further as we go through the rest of this um, episode together. Sometimes as well, it's not always about your top five. So one of you, one of the people in your top five might be living remotely and you may only see them via electronic communication, um, which obviously is understandable, but it could also be having like if you take the exercise from a different point of view, have a look at maybe the people you spent time with over the last week. Obviously, depending on where you are in the world right now, this is going to vary greatly depending on what quarantine and I guess social distancing restrictions you're subjected to. Um, even even the disparity between Sydney and Melbourne right now is going to be huge. So you may have mingled with co-workers and friends, but you may have only uh, seen people inside your home. So I think um, it's quite telling based off our routines who you spend a lot of your time with as well. So that will definitely um, factor into the influence in your life or I guess the energy you're surrounded with, even if they're not necessarily your top five. So don't discount that group of people either. I'm just going to park that for one minute. So you've got the people in your mind that you either spend the most time with or that you would consider in your top five. Um, Now I want to kind of go back to this idea of negativity within relationships. Now as humans, we have this constant need for stability. We feel a sense of comfort in control. And actually in one of my episodes, um, when we're talking about the brain and neurology coming up, we do a big, big deep dive into control and the need for control. So if this is a topic you're really interested in, you're going to get really excited for the episode we've got coming up um, around that area. But essentially, what I want you to have a think about is the relationships that you would deem to be negative. And I want you to ask yourself, honestly, Is there an element of you trying to control the other person or control the dynamic of that relationship at all? So to any degree, do you feel as though you try to manipulate that relationship to any degree? The reason I'm asking this, and I'm not going to tell you anything new here. Obviously, we know we can't control other people, but and I'll be the first to throw my hand up. You know, it's something we subconsciously, I think, always try and exercise and do, especially if you're someone who's highly structured and organized and you like to be in control of of things around you. Sometimes that does extend and rub off onto relationships and other people. So within those dynamics that you've deemed to be negative in your life or negative relationships, if you answer yes to, yep, there's probably an element that I try and control that relationship or that other person, then I think you fall into category one of the two that I originally spoke about. So if we said you're the common denominator between all your negative relationships and you try and control that situation, then you need to go back to that first category and that is you need to change your mindset. So it's less about controlling the other person and more about getting to know them, seeing what they can offer you, and, you know, trying to actually grow and, and just coexist with them. It's not about 
exerting your control or your dominance over that other person. That's your responsibility to do on your own life. But when it comes to friendships, you know, work relationships, or even relationships between different members of your family, it's not your job to control or dictate other people's lives. Now, if you're a parent, obviously that has a, has a really, really different dynamic. And so I'm, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm more speaking as an adult and having a choice to have that bond, that connection with other people. If your playing ground is control and then you're deeming that relationship as negative, I think that then that's something you need to factor in. If it is a relationship you do want to keep alive, um, more to the point, if you find you have a lot of these relationships and you do feel as though you have, you know, an aspect of control issues when it comes to that, then I think you really do fall under this first category of you need to reshift your mindset when it comes to relationships in general. So what if you're on the other side? What if you don't really try and control relationships, um, but they're just, they're still not a vibe? Well, my question to you would be, if you're not trying to control that dynamic and it's not bringing you anything but negativity, why is it still featuring in your life? Now, I know this question is so much more complex than, you know, you just need to say goodbye to the friendship or whatever the case may be. But I do want to bring to light again for anyone who listened to episode 10 with Bri from P20. We spoke about the concept of situational friendships. Now, I'm not sure if anyone listening has personally experienced this. I certainly have. And that's where you've been so, so close with someone for such a long period of time. And then it's almost like your life takes a different path and you're just not compatible. You're not on the same page and you kind of take a split. And I honestly think there is nothing wrong with that. I don't think that that split needs to be sour. I don't think it needs to be coated with negativity or this whole dramatic scene I think that people come into your life for a certain reason at different points in time and you would never be where you are right now if those people hadn't formed a part of your life, if you hadn't shared experiences with them. And so I don't regret any single friendship or any relationship for that matter that that I've had in the past. It's taught me things that have led me to where I am today and I'm not bitter or sour about them at all. But I'm at peace with the fact that things can be situational and not every relationship is meant to last the longevity of your life. I mean, I can even think of family friends we had growing up that we just suddenly stopped seeing. And it was like, didn't really think about it. But now that you have the choice and I guess the onus to maintain those connections and and build those relationships, it feels a little bit more jarring. Now, I don't know if this is because I'm still quite young and I haven't, you know, lived a world of experience with connecting with people, but it is something I've come to terms with more recently. I I mean, I'd love to hear if you guys are kind of on the same page and you feel comfortable with the idea of situational friendships. Um, And look, this obviously needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that every friendship you have now is not going to last the length of your life because that's absolutely not true. A lot of friendships are lifelong. Um, especially when there's a mutual respect and you grow together and all those sorts of things. And and I wish that for all of you, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. There are those certain types of people who you just grow apart from. And I just think that that's life and that's normal. So to sort of wrap that bit up, if you're not trying to control a situation and it's still quite negative, have a think about whether it is a situational friendship and you're sort of just stringing it along because maybe you've been friends for so long, um, you know, like what purpose is it serving you? If you can, and if you can't answer that, then I think it's something you need to you need to have a think about. Now, unlike friends, 
you cannot choose your family. And so this obviously complicates things a little bit more. Look, this is a bit of a touchy subject and it's obviously going to be um, highly dependent on your dynamic with your family, with your partner's family, all those sorts of things. But I think for me personally, and if I had to give any um, advice to any of my friends, what I would be saying is don't be a yes person. So don't feel like you need to say yes to everything to a point where it compromises your self-care and your, you know, what you need and want. I think that People get caught up in this idea that it's selfish to say no to things or to not attend things or always be at every single event on time, all these things. You know, I think that especially within a big, big family, a lot of people have a lot of different competing responsibilities and obligations. And I think there needs to be that mutual respect and it needs to come from the family as a whole that sometimes people aren't going to be able to make things and, you know, remove the the drama behind it all, I suppose. But look, family drama is inevitable as well. I would just say, like, if you if you do have someone in the family who you would see as like a really negative person in your life, well, you have grown up with that person, obviously, or you've been around them enough to have a personal relationship that I think you're probably at a point where you know what their triggers are. You know what your limits are in terms of how much exposure you want to them. And I think you just need to set your boundaries and stick to them. So you know that after five minutes of a conversation, you're probably going to start cracking it or you're going to get bored or whatever it is. Or you know that every time you speak about work, that brings out negativity from them. So just be like real with yourself, understand what your limits are, know what the barriers are and navigate around that. Because family is one of those things, like I said, you can't choose them. We're so blessed to have family that share our DNA and that are always there for us no matter what. But I do understand that sometimes it can be a little bit tricky. So that's where you need to exercise maturity and, you know, navigate yourself through that storm. Last area, which is also a little bit of a complicated one, is in the workforce. So what if you have a very negative colleague or someone you have to work with in your team, someone you have to report to even worse? Now, this is a tough one. Um, Sometimes, um, you know, just thinking about if that was my situation or in the past when I've had situations like that in a professional setting, I do think you need to remain extremely professional and polite when it comes to these sorts of scenarios. And obviously, if things get out of hand, this is why especially big companies have HR departments and they are there for your, for your use. Um, I think the biggest thing with work and not to stereotype, but you know, women do love to chat amongst each other. And I think within a workforce, this can get quite complicated. So, you know, if you've got a problem at work, I think you need to be very weary to deal with it in a professional setting, which is going to be completely different with how to how you deal with things in your family or in your friendships or in your love life. It's not a personal issue. Um, it's professional. And, you know, if that person has an issue with you, it's more than likely not you at all. But yes, obviously every situation needs to be assessed on its own merits but these are just sort of my thoughts and feelings um, overarchingly based off my own experience in you know working in companies or, or being in large extended families and whatnot so I hope if some of you find yourself in some of these situations and you know you might try out some of these um, suggestions it, it, it could serve you well as well so I guess the takeaway from all of this is that you are in control if you have negative relationships in your life that you're not trying to control or you are trying to control, whatever the case may be, and it's not serving you, you need to do something about it, whether that is change your mindset or whether it is reassess 
the time you're exposing to those people. I mean, in our society today, time is our number one currency. It's not how much money you have in the bank. It's not how many degrees you have. It's a time you have to give to certain things. And for me, this is such an invaluable asset. It's one that I really cherish and I'm getting much better at protecting, you know, saying no, setting up my barriers and not giving my time to people who I feel like take away from from it more than what I need. It's like that age old metaphor of the cup. If, if you put nothing in your cup, you have nothing to give. Whereas if you're filling your cup right up, even overflowing it, that's you've just got so much to give to other people and then you won't get wrapped up in this. Oh, you're negative. I'm not giving you time, etc. So it could even be back coming back to what's your self-care routine. But in order to really ground yourself and get clarity, You absolutely cannot be psychologically or emotionally wound up. You just won't be at a level where you can just dial it back and say, okay, I need to reassess. So I would really tune in and hone into how you're feeling, how your thoughts are being processed and all of that before you undertake any sort of exercise of or detox, shall we say, um, when it comes to these sorts of things. So just to wrap up, I guess, this monologue of my thoughts when it comes to negative relationships, you being the common denominator, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it does tell you that you have the full control to alter the state of or the presence of that in your life. Um, I would like to suggest a little exercise that I've put together myself, tried this morning, found it really, really useful. It's just like a reflective exercise. Um four steps. So I'll just rattle them off. I'll also put them in the description below just so you guys can follow and come back to it whenever you feel appropriate. So the first thing I would suggest is just take some deep breaths. So we all know the benefits of breathing, getting the oxygen flowing to our brain. It brings our, you know, it completely shifts your thought process from your head into your body And it just really brings about this peaceful state. And as I said before, you need to get that clarity. You really need to be in a grounded place. I would start with breathing. That's step one. The second step would be to think about those people who light you up. So it could be anyone across any of the areas of your life. Maybe it's someone from the gym. It could be a therapist you're seeing. It could be a sibling, your partner, a friend, a colleague, anyone that that really lights you up. Just think about that person and let that that excitedness and that happiness that you feel towards them just let it completely fill you up once you've got that person ripe and ready at the front of your mind let's go to step three which will be i want you to think about two things from a gratitude standpoint of why you value them and why you've thought about them so two things and it can't just be they make me laugh you know, go a little bit deeper. They have an amazing sense of humor and they always put a smile on my face. Really like feel into that emotion. So two reasons why you're grateful for them. And then the fourth step would be once you're in this calm and positive state, I would rethink about one of the negative relationships that sprung to mind at the very beginning of the episode and have a little think to yourself. Are there any aspects of your positive relationships or the things that you're grateful for in that positive relationship that you can see potential in this other relationship that you've got. So try and make it a little bit similar. So if your positive relationship was a family member and then your negative one is work, I guess the gratitude that you've expressed towards the family member may not be as transferable to the work person, but just try and look at this from a general point of view and see if you can see potential in that relationship. And if you can't, and if you're convinced that you you don't try and exert control there, 
then I think you know what you need to do. It's either set your boundaries, limit your exposure or do the old detox. But anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed my little rant today about negative relationships. I think that when we talk about toxic things we eat and drink, toxic thoughts, the third thing being toxic relationships are just such an underestimated downer in our lives. And I think it's something we all need to own and take control of and not just sort of throw our hands up and feel defeated about it. So if that is how you've been feeling, it might be time to take ownership of your relationships as a means to really help you get into that balanced state. I hope you guys love the lineup for October. I'm so excited to share it. Keep checking our socials for that. And please shoot me a DM if you want to chat about anything we've discussed today. Stay balanced. And that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop so you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam, we promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, 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 stop.